we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. Okay, I don't know. Don't, don't ever so bring so you guys around me. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Hot and Bravo, part of the Buttered Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here with my co-host, Matthew McFarland, and we're back for another Friday episode to get you guys locked in and loaded for everything Bravo and the Bravo-verse. Yes. It was a big week, I feel like, with Bravo drama, Bravo stories, yeah. but I felt like the episodes were like... Light. Yeah. It was a light week. It was a light week. I mean, even the reunion, which is always supposed to bring, you know, it was always supposed to pack a punch. It it really didn't. And there's only two parts. It was like a light shove. I can't believe it's only two. I mean, I can believe it's only two parts because the season was like not great. But still, it was a light week. I mean, I had more to talk about, I think, with Salt Lake than any other city this week. But even that, I was like, oh, it's this was like a filler episode. Like even getting to Vegas, like not much happened. Oh my god. Okay. Also I, I I'll get into it in Salt Lake, but I'm realizing part of the reason maybe I am so poor is oh. because I live the life of a housewife when I'm not. Oh God. And Vegas really brought this into attention for me because I stayed at the same hotel. I've done oh, I've really? done I've done similar things. Do you gamble a lot when you go to Vegas? No. Okay, I don't either. I granted I've been there Times I gamble every time. I love slots. Like I'm, a, I'm a slot machine freak. But that's fun. Like that, and that you put a quarter in, you do a couple of those, and that's it. Well, I actually, I well, first side note, guys, I won um, a car on Let's Make a Deal in real life. But did you really? Yes, I did. That was like way long ago. I was a sophomore in college, and oh, I, won, okay. I won a car. Okay, I'm, oh, um, amazing. I can't believe you didn't know that. No, and little bags about me. <laughs> um, but the biggest one I ever had in Vegas was on a Let's Make a Deal slot machine. Oh, wow. The first time I went to Vegas, I put like $7 in, and I made like close to 500 I think. Oh, my God, amazing. So I see, love slots. I feel like if you I, – I don't feel as guilty. I mean, granted, this is me who doesn't really gamble that much, but I feel like I don't feel as guilty gambling away money that I won like $500 that I went in Vegas. I go, Oh, I will gamble this away. Cause I didn't never had it to begin with. But now that I do like, I can put this towards something. And if I lose it, then fine. I never, I, I walk yeah. away not having lost anything. That's truly mine. Yeah. You got to have a budget. You got to have a budget when you gamble. Okay. 100%. But this speaking of winning big, let's start with a little bit of Bravo news in our world. And, like, we had assignments last week before we get into oh, our... Oh, right. Okay, good. I'm glad I get to share with Yes. I before did. we get into all of the shows, because we're going to do Atlanta this week. We're going to do Dallas. We're going to do OC and Salt Lake. So, guys, get prepared for that. First things first, talking about getting lucky. Our Instagram, if you guys aren't following, following it yet, you must. We <laughs> have the new Instagram. You know there's been drama, the glitch with Instagram. So, make sure you follow at H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-O-D. And you but might we're already see making like some good progress, I think. Like we're all, we're followers are coming back. We're getting hit up by a lot of people, uh, including who you were about to talk about. Yes. So we posted a meme. We're getting into memes, y'all. So if you love a me- good oh, meme, I mean, I have to say, I cannot take credit for this, Eddie. He's been like your inspiration, genius angel. That's like hovering around you. Is hashtag like, big magic. Hashtag big magic. Um, <laughs> is really coming through for you because you have been the one. I can't take credit. You have been the one. Thank you. Killing the game. Thank um, you. I need to step it up they have been so funny and i i've been i've been enjoying them just as much as i think everybody else has so well heather gay enjoyed one of them because she not only reposted it but she liked it and commented we love yeah so i did a little miami heather gay me mashup so if you guys want to check that out make sure you guys follow at (laughs) h-o-t in beer avod i sound like bethany slock and skinny girl every five minutes but Uh, you know know. what it's a brand we got my brand and i got i'm a hustler baby just like lisa renna Okay, so we had um, we each had assignments from last week. My assignment was to watch Family Feud and made it list for Made in Georgia, which I couldn't do because I don't have Hulu Live TV, which is drama, and I don't want to pay for it. Okay, also though, that just tells me that you did not care enough to do it. You know what I did instead, though? I listened to Portia's 
podcast, which okay. I know you did as well. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. And what a week it was to listen to Portia's podcast. I mean, <laughs> so good. They just talked about sex for an hour and a half, Mom and Lauren and Portia. I was dying. I thought I it was, was hilarious. Cackling. It is so good. I highly recommend you all subscribe, rate, and review that podcast. It was hysterical. Um, and they just, it sounds like a great time. Like I want to go and sit with them and chat for like an hour. Yes. So do I. It was, it was really funny. Portia's great. Her mom's great. Lauren's great. It's just a great family dynamic. It's like red table talk on crack. (laughs) And for that, I appreciate. Okay. So your other assignment was to find out your love language, which when I finally looked it up, cause I, 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 I've heard about this for years and I, I, I already figured it was words of affirmation, not knowing the other ones. But then I looked over the other ones. I goes, Oh, it might be quality time. So let me just do the quiz. But as I was doing the quiz, I could feel that it was going to be words of affirmation. And sure enough, it ended up being 40% words of affirmation. The other ones were like 20%. Zero was receiving gifts. I, I, you know, I will receive a gift. I will give a gift, but that is definitely not the way to my heart. Words of affirmation makes so much sense. Yeah, I'm I'm a needy. Like bitch. me, you love attention. Yeah, so I need I need to give hear it, it. I need to hear it, and it builds trust in me. I think so. I need to hear it all the time. It was also a big week. Um, it was the inauguration. If you guys didn't watch, oh my god, bless. Which, uh, by the way, fun fact: I looked into it because you know I'm a freak about horoscopes and zodiac, and Joey B. My big boy Biden oh is a Scorpio and Kamala is a Libra. Oh my gosh, she is. Guys, if you didn't know, I'm a Scorpio and, and I'm a Libra. I mean, this, I mean, that makes so much sense. We're a dream team. As are they. And um, yeah, I feel a sigh of relief. I think that it's just regardless of what you believe and regardless of like where, where you lie on the political spectrum, I just feel like it just feels good that some professionals and some public servants are like want to make things better and I think it's gonna be great. Also, talk about showstopper after showstopper after showstopper. And I'm not just talking Let's about Let's get loud. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think everyone cackled a little bit when she she just can't help herself but put Let's Get Loud into everything she does. But J Lo and Lady Gaga and Garth Brooks, like I thought they all did fantastic, but also the ladies looked phenomenal between Dr. Joe Biden and Kamala and Michelle Obama and uh, Amy Klobuchar. They all looked great. They all like, coordinated and color coded. Bernie looked great. He's become a meme. Looked great is like it, <laughs> aesthetically, the whole thing was a treat. I thought it was fantastic. Well done. Okay, well, let's get into our ladies of Atlanta who last week thought they were going to see Joe Biden. Oh my God. <laughs> I still can't get over at Cynthia and Mike Hill's event. Well, Cynthia and Mike Hill are getting ready for their COVID wedding, which is they invited 250 people. And they're like, yeah, we expected because of COVID, we weren't going to get that many. We thought maybe 100 people. Y'all, you need I I, I, I've never planned a wedding myself. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I would not over invite to a wedding when I. okay, they, they know the situation that they're in. So you go through. And you go, unless they are close friend or close immediate family, if they do not live in the state of Georgia or like a state that borders Georgia, we're just not going to invite them. And we're going to send them like a cute little, instead of paying for the the meal that they're going to eat or paying for them to come to the wedding, send them a nice little gift basket being like, we are so sorry that given the circumstances of this year that we couldn't come and, and join us, but uh, we want to send you our love. That's much cheaper than paying for the plate, paying per head for the wedding and like cut the fat from there first. That at least I think gets rid of a hundred people. So you invite 150 and maybe you get 67 responses, not 167 responses. I, I don't, she, Cynthia really doesn't care. She, she does not give a shit. And I'm not saying she doesn't care about other people and care about the pandemic. I'm saying she cares way too much about the wedding and what it looks like and the spectacle of the whole thing. Because Mike was like, are you fucking kidding? That's a lot of people. No, and that's and that's the whole issue of this drama and the drama between them and the drama that Kenya's brought up to Cynthia herself, which is like, you want the show of it all. You don't really care about the wedding. You want to have this big event on this date, regardless of what's going on. But Cynthia's first wedding look, I have to say, was fucking crazy. When they flash back to her last wedding with her, you know, her dad, her her brother were walking her down the aisle. That dress was 
really crazy. So I kind of understand where she's coming from because she needs, she to, needs a redo. She needs a redo. She needs, she redo. needs to top it. But well, I, yeah, I you just get married, the two of you on 10, 10, 20. When this all calms down, have the big blowout that you want. And it'll be so much more fun because people have been cooped up in their houses for over a year at that point. They're going to be dying for a celebration. So, I mean, whatever. I was a little bit upset. I mean, okay, this is the thing. I understand, speaking of invites, I understand kind of where Mike's coming from. He's like, Dennis is my boy. He's my friend. I want him there. And I get it's hard and tricky given the situation of, you know, there were a couple's friends like Portia and Dennis and Cynthia and Mike. But I, I feel like Cynthia... And Portia are much longer lifelong friends than Mike and Dennis were. I mean, I don't know the full history. No, they are. I, Dennis only came into Mike's life because they were. I mean, unless I'm wrong, Dennis only came into Mike's life because he's with he was with Portia. Yeah, and Mike is with Cynthia. So I feel bad that Mike can't invite Dennis, but at the same time, I completely understand where Portia is coming from. Being like, I don't want him there because, first of all, I'm still dealing with the situation. I, he's not someone I want to see all the time. He's not someone that's really taking an active role unless he's, like, asked or requested to. It's not a situation I want to be in. Personally, if – I okay, so I, I don't know because I feel like there are going to be situations in the future where I'm going to have to choose between couples. But, like, I hope I hope by that point when I'm, in, when I'm getting married, if, I, if that ever happens, you know, we'll see. Hello, but – if it does, you know, I need – I I would hope they were in a better place so that I can invite both. But I, it would be me being friends with uh, both of them. I don't know. It's a tricky situation, and I, I feel bad for both Cynthia and Mike because I feel like it's hard to navigate this. And it's a hard role to be put in. If I'm Cynthia, I've known Portia longer. Dennis only came into the picture, like, within the last few years. Portia's my lifelong friend. She's coming before Dennis is coming. Also, a golden rule that I've always been told about weddings and invites is unless you are married or engaged to be married, you don't get an invite. You're, or rather, your invite is not guaranteed because weddings are fucking expensive, and they it's painstaking making that guest list. So if Cynthia's like, sorry, they're not married anymore. They're getting divorced and Portia's been my lifelong friend. We need to cut the fat. We need to cut the fat. Well, that's actually a rule for like my family vacations as well. I told, so like we went to oh Mexico God, family one vacations year. Even less so. Like, well, okay. So we went to Mexico one year and my sister just graduated from college. So she was like hoping to bring a couple friends with us to Mexico. And my parents were like, no, you can't bring friends, like whatever. So she was like, can I bring one friend? And this girl was a total bitch. I hated her so much. <laughs> like I literally ignored her the entire like second half of the trip. And I would, I drank more margaritas just to get over her. Oh geez. But after that, I, I came home and I was, we were all having dinner and I was like, y'all, unless you have been dating someone seriously for three pl plus months and they have met the entire family, they can't come on a family vacation. So now the only person who's allowed to do that is my brother and his girlfriend because she's they've been dating for a very long time. Again, that's di yes, that's and they're different. fine. But like anyone else, as fling of the week, I'm sorry, I can't, no. I cannot deal with you. I need to have my alone time. Dennis on can vacation. come to your bachelor party, Mike, if you're gonna have one. But like, and especially Mike, if you're like, if we're gonna play devil's advocate for Cynthia, if Mike, if you don't give a shit who comes to the wedding and you just want to be married to Cynthia, you don't get an opinion. Yeah, true. That's the other thing is like he's really kind of if like, really oh, we don't, don't care, really need to do this. Yeah, no, then forget it. I love that Noelle is coming to the wedding, though, that Cynthia has her daughter coming. I love Noelle being this super beauty influencer in Los Angeles also, doing it was her like, thing. What, how did, Cynthia said, said it so weird. She goes, she goes, an influencer. Oh, she did? Yeah, influencer or something. I swear, go back to the tape, y'all. But she, um, Noelle's uh, an influencer. And I'm like, what? I also no, love no. her. I love her being like, I can only come for two weeks because I have all these brands and contracts that I need to do in time. But also, Cynthia, two weeks is a long time. I can. I used to do two weeks for my family vacations. You know, now it's like okay, maybe five days. Yeah. No, that's two weeks is a lot to ask when your child is grown and out of the house. Yeah. No, I think Cynthia. I, but I love the Cynthia's like, wait, no, don't hang up. Clearly, she misses her daughter, which I thought was sweet. Let's talk about Riley's lawyer, the lawyer that Candy has gotten to help with Riley's case. I mean, finally. But it's killing me that it's Eva, Eva's husband. Oh, is it really? Yes. Oh my God, did you did not, not notice that? No, and they were like, oh, that. make sure she said, you say hi to her. It was like a cameo without a cameo, which I was like, I, I this is why I love Atlanta, because everyone in this city is connected. I'm sure, I think when we get to Cynthia's wedding, I'm sure that we're going to see actually some people also, I know it's not Atlanta, but... Some other Bravo loves. I think 
some Southern Charm Nola people were there. Oh, amazing. And I, well, I'm sure some married to med. Yeah. Dr. Jackie, Dr. I don't know if the doctors will be there, but who knows? Oh, actually, <laughs> oh, actually that's so true. But no, I think some of the, I'm sure some of the married to med ladies. Cause be we know there. they're all friends, which I absolutely love. Yeah. I also just love that. Finally, Candy's doing something about her ex and, and I love that she's making the distinction that it's not about her. It's about their daughter. And their daughter deserves the money that you owed her over all of these years. Like, she's an adult now, and she... If you didn't pay up then, you need to pay up now for NYU. For her, for her, <laughs> and for her future, absolutely. It's like, just because Candy can pay for her and deal with her all on her own doesn't mean that she should. It's the principle of the thing. It's not about the money. So I'm glad that that's getting squared away, because that's just ridiculous. And I love how this turned into a conversation of Candy's Candy Cares, her philanthropy. Yeah. Because I loved how she was like, you know, when I was a single mother, I was like, oh, I can do this because I've got the money. It's easy. But she's like, but there's so many other people out there, so many families who can't even get their groceries, who can't even get their food. And she's like, that's why I want to help. And we usually help so much more. But in these times, it's so much harder for us to help. And it's so much harder for these people to get access to help. I love that she just took the reins and just made something happen. She's like, I, I will, I need to make something happen for these people. The event itself was great. A drive up, drop off situation for groceries. It, It was brilliant. It was the easiest way to do it. It was safe. It was effective. You know, and Portia Shine showed up on time for a photo shoot, as Kenya said. Kenya <laughs> needs to, to chill. I mean, I, I think Kenya's going to look back on this season and go, God, I wish I kept my mouth shut more about Kenya because – or about Portia because it's, it's, it's such a bad edit. And she can't fucking help herself. She can't help if she's not the center of attention 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And, I mean, even Portia showed up to help. Didn't show up – for a photo shoot or for a photo op she showed up to help as did everybody else um you know who was there first and was ready to help more than anyone else marlo tanya well if you're talking about in the morning marlo got up at yeah, the crack of true, fucking dawn true. um but no tanya's always the first one there well, she's know, early, always early drew needs to show up though mm-hmm. i don't know why they made her a full-time housewife and put her gave her a peach and put her on the what and i love drew i think she's great and again nothing about this episode made me feel better about her husband ralph but she needs to show up. This whole FaceTime bullshit is not, I, I'm, it's annoying. Part of me thinks that the reason maybe Drew got a peach is because of who she is. It's kind of like a Denise Richards situation. Maybe where they're like, investing in her for seasons to come because, again, maybe this season's an anomaly because we're in COVID and it's harder. are more difficult. But all the other ladies are making it. And I understand that, like, you can't help that your husband's father died of a heart attack. That is different. But, like, there's no reason why she couldn't have been at this thing. Although she did cough up a donation, which apparently... And so did Marlo. Marlo with the 5K check right there. And she's like, make sure you... And then Kenya trying to make the comment about, oh, maybe her sugar daddy gave her a little extra this month. I want to know how much Kenya donated. That's what I think Candy was saying. I think Candy was implying that, like, Kenya didn't shell out any money at all. Well, that's the thing. When Candy was like, I... You know, you're not supposed to talk about someone's generosity or, like, what they give. But, like, you know, some people are more generous than others. I was like, is this Kenya? Who is it? Well, and Kenya also being, like... What did she say? Something she called. I feel like she was calling. She's who she call a stray. Drew was she calling Drew a stray? I can't remember. She called someone like well, what? A, like someone was a stray. Like someone was like an attachment to the group. And I'm like, what about your stray, Latoya? Like, please, girl, you have the oh thirstiest stray. Oh my god, all up in your bullshit and all up in your business, sucking up to you left and right. I just can't. You know, just I want. Again, I want to root for her because she's going through a tough time, but she makes it really fucking difficult. I had to laugh when she was like, yeah, so, you know, we're not able to do what we normally do, but I'm still thinking about doing a getaway with everyone, a little trip. And then Candy's face is literally like, what the hell? Like, well, and then also pandemic. she says she wants to, but then she says like, yeah, I want to do a getaway. And everyone's shouting out all these great uh, ideas. And she's like, no, 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 no. It's like, okay, well then what do you want to do, bitch? Yeah. Come on. But I, it's exciting because we're finally getting to, and I think this is going to go over like three episodes. We're finally getting to the infamous trip that we're I waiting for. I am so excited for this trip. I'm so excited for things to get dirty, dirty in I Atlanta. I, I'm sure it's going to be a great time. Atlanta was, it, this was a little bit of a filler. We got the little thing at the end with Cynthia and her mom and the drama about the PSA and debating whether or not to invite Cynthia's father to the wedding. But, you know, at that point, I was going to go get my Takaya anyways and go get my Mexican food. So I, I, I kind of zoned out. I agree. I mean, <laughs> but I'm glad that they all had a 
conversation about it and that it was, you know, it was honest. And again, like you are freaking out about how many guests you have to begin with. So if there's any amount of tension or contention, like again with Dennis or with your father, like they don't need to be there because you need to be working on getting your, you know, guest list down to below a hundred. So let bygones be bygones and just like let it go. So yeah, this was a filler episode, but I think we'll have a lot to talk about next week, which I'm very excited about. Yes, I'm excited too. All right, should we get to Dallas? Yes, please. Okay, so Dallas, this episode was about... uh, Again, a little light. It was a little light. It was about Carrie's 50th birthday party, which I had no idea Carrie was turning 50 at all. She looks phenomenal. She looks great for 50. It's those Latino jeans. You know what I got to say? I got them too. (laughs) But I'm mixing up Housewives from all over. Cameron is the one who's planning the party, which I, I get, I, Cameron's like, you know, I am a queen of planning parties and then invites party planners over. It's like, if you're planning the party, you plan the party. You don't, hi- you're not good at hiring people. Thank you. It's a two completely different things. Like I could plan that party myself. I would source in the vendors. I would get the items. I would do it all. But Cameron's like, I'm great at hiring people to do the party for me. And all she can do, I mean, I'm ugh, the episode started off bad for me with her because of fucking fancy and the cardio treadmill shit dogs are not humans <laughs> dogs are dogs exactly and, and we, we love dogs oh no this isn't no, a dog no, no, hating no. podcast let me, let me finish <laughs> i was never gonna say that i like you need to love and and cuddle and 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 be just you know the best like pet owner you can and treat them with love and respect but like they're not humans you need to take them out for walks and do things for them. The only reason why you're putting that poor little tiny dog on a huge treadmill is because you don't want it to interrupt your day. Don't have a dog if you can't sacrifice some time and some love and some energy for the pet. Well, I think my, that's ridiculous. My thing is, is like they're also willing to do all these things outside, but COVID is preventing you from walking your dog. That's bullshit. <laughs> and especially in Dallas when we know that like everything's open everything's open like they had a freaking yard sale and you can't take your dog outside for yeah, a walk around the neighborhood that you do not have time cameron but she's too famous the paparazzi and she also can't help but she's take the entire episode and we'll get to more of this like later but sh- all she could do all episode in all of her interviews was jab tiffany and how she's a better host and a better planner than tiffany which it's like comparing apples to oranges. The kind of event that you're planning is completely different from what Tiffany was doing last week. And you need to lighten up. But we'll get to that more in a second. Oh, that bugged me so much. I hate this attack against Tiffany. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But let's jump into Tiffany for a little bit because I want to talk about her family, her TikTok, and Ranch 99 Market, which 100% they were at. Um, Insane. I, I love markets like that i used to go there was one in concord uh, my my, where i'm from back in northern california there was one of those markets right by me and it truly was an adventure every time you went in because you got to see the live you know lobsters and crabs and all these things and it's it's such a fun experience to go to not a big supermarket there's one over here by us too down in the south bay can't remember what it's called there's one in mar vista that i've been to before mitsua i think is what it's called it is delicious they have the best shit have you ever had shabu shabu yes oh my god i i haven't had it in so long because it, it really is an experience you go to the restaurant and you sit and whatever but uh, you can do it at home if you have your own little like boilerplate whatever but it is so good and mitsua has the best ingredients Highly recommend as soon as you can to go out and try it. Well, my thing also is if you guys are going to shop at supermarkets and you're just going to your regular Safeway, Vons, Costco, try one of these other markets because I go Mm -hmm. and shop at the Mexican markets all the time and they have the best prices. They've got stuff you won't find anywhere else. I loved Tiffany for showing that she just doesn't go to the local store to just get her stuff. It It made me feel really good. It made me feel more connected to her and I was like, Yes, I also love the relationship between her and her mom. And her daughters, And too. her daughters. I feel like the whole trifecta of it is hilarious. And I loved the girls being like, if she's your mom, that's my mom. I need to give her a hug. I like, why can't that. we give her a hug? I, they are so cute. because, And that just shows these kids, it's so hard. I, I couldn't even understand or even fathom having a child right now during this pandemic and having to, like, explain and navigate and deal with all of this yeah and especially two young twin girls who only want to hug their grandma i mean i would be the same way i only want to hug my grandma right now yeah a hundred percent but the the other thing that kills me 
is Tiffany doing her TikTok promotion in Yikes. In the episode. Okay, 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 okay. I just have to say something. I was on TikTok for like what? Two oh two weeks and yeah got off because I was like, I missed, I missed the train on this. I, there's no way I'm going to be a TikTok star. Agreed. I'm back for a second just to kind of watch things, but like, I feel like it's not for me and I'm, I'm going to age myself here. Y'all I'm 28 years old <laughs> and I'm already like, I'm past the demographic for this. I agree. I, I myself try to get back on it just to watch a few things. I have some friends that are on it. It's, I don't know it's f- if it's for me. And I don't know, again, I don't know much about it, but I don't know if Tiffany's content is like, I don't know about it. She's, th- some of this, st- I mean, they showcased her like mimicking her mother and stuff like that. But I do, I have seen Tiffany's TikTok and I do think she's, she's funnier than most on TikTok. I think she's one of the better housewives because like Lisa Rinna, I think is on it. And all she does is dance, which is like, okay, we've seen this oh before. Oh my God. Tiffany has like, comedy sketches and then she also does like she does uh what she would call them like basically showcasing wealth or she'll like <laughs> do something really funny or, and she does a lot of the trends or whatever you call but them but i on do agree with that i mean again i'm barely on it but i i do agree that perhaps if you're over the age of 30 maybe tiktok is not for you well i mean i have to say it must be a dallas thing because stephanie and cameron are both on tiktok as well and Cameron's kind of funny because she does, like, all the trends and, like, tries to be, like, I guess, like, her and her family, like, try to do the things. Stephanie, uh, oh, no, her TikTok, her TikTok, I mean, I love her to death. I think she's amazing. <laughs> but hers is one of those, like, emotional TikToks where she will, like, duet with someone who has, like, a really sad story. And it's just a video of the duet is her just, like, crying. Wait, What? Or she'll tell like a like a really emotional story. Like I mean, there's a beautiful story about this man in their life, Ron, who she like took in because his kids like basically sued him for all of his money, oh and my then God. he had no one, and so they brought the, he lives with them now, and they basically is like a second father. And she told the whole story about him, and I was like, wow, this is amazing. Stephanie's incredible. But then like two posts later, she's like duetting with someone, and she's like, oh, the image of her is just her crying, and be like, this this TikTok really got to Wait, me. Wait, what? It's it's the most that, see I can't bizarre that. thing. I it's can't. the most bizarre that thing. Will send me. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> I watch them because I'm like, what is going on? Who just sits on TikTok and cries? But like, her heart's so big. I understand. Oh, I love her, but like, but no. it's it's so it's so interesting. Oh, and on, real quick on Stephanie before we go to the main event, which was Carrie's birthday. Just Trav. I like Travis, but does he know that he's married to a ten? Where he is probably a five six. You're calling Travis a five six or so I love mean. Travis. He looked much better in his interviews than he did with the scene that they had at the beginning of the episode. But does he know that he literally has like perfect wife, perfect life? Like I just the way that I just he needs to check himself a little bit. I was a little annoyed. He needs to understand the perfect little woman he's married to i i agree i think he does i do feel like their relationship is really good i do feel like we did not see the best part of this but we also have to remember which by the way this was revealed this isn't like news but people if you like follow anything you know he's part of the production company that helped start real housewives of dallas so he gave his wife this job like in in a sense he's a he's a producer interesting he makes money from shows and movies that's how they met Ron, the guy that they brought in. Was they were he was doing a movie with who was the woman that helped open the wrong thing for like Moonlight at the Oscars, the famous actress. Oh, Faye Dunaway. Yes, yeah, he was doing a movie with her, and they needed a Rolls Royce to like roll around in, and it was Ron. Like was like, come use my Rolls Royce. Oh my god. So he's like he's like a producer. Again, I like Travis, but again, I just think he needs to be checked a little bit because Stephanie you know, is a gem. I think it's a storyline, but all right, well. She's a 10. Don't forget, Travis. Thank you. Okay, let's get into the party, which, first of all, I think it looked fantastic. Mm -hmm. I thought Cameron's hired help uh, did a fantastic job. She is uh, great at hiring the right people to do things for her. The COVID protocols, I feel like I was kind of questioning Brandy a little bit this episode because I was like, everything just seemed backwards. Like, she's like, well, people are nervous that we were traveling, so I have to wear the gloves. And then her daughter... Okay, I I know Brandy has apologized for everything that's come out in regards to Tiffany and everything, but I feel like she needs to extend some education to her children because when she, she put on the gloves and her daughter was like, you look special, yeah, really upset me. Yeah. Like, I... I wrote that down as well. I was like, ugh, eek, like... And it, because it does start with her, and I think, well... 
and I know I'm not about talking about the children too much on on podcasts. However, her daughter has been to say her daughter has been problematic in the past is to be very kind. <laughs> she's very so, young. Yes, I understand. And she's very that. young. So that's why oh, she's a child. She's very young. Going to give her a pass, but. Brandy does need to focus on deprogramming her children as well because they've pro- they've watched. I mean, it's they were in the video with her. I know, and it starts with her. So she does need to take some more time to be like, um, so that's not okay. We need to, you know, think about what we say before we say it. But yeah, I cringed too when she said that. I was like, no, 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 you. Uh, but also, it also Brandy you need to explain to your daughters more why you guys took precaution. Well. First of all, you shouldn't have gone to Florida in the first place. I love when um, DeAndre later was like, uh, COVID or no COVID, uh, I wear a hazmat suit when I go to and from Florida. But you also need to make sure that you're educating them about that as well. You've got to give them the entire scope of what's going on and what you've, what mistakes you've made recently and what you're learning. So I agree. I did love, though, that she uh, got all the COVID tests and wore them with a necklace. I laminated. love that she kept knocking herself in the face with shots all night because of the face mask. I it, mean, I would do the same thing about I a face know, mask. I know, but I, again, it just made me remind – it reminded me how much I do love Brandy and how she does have a good heart. All, She's a funny all. girl. She's, She's a, a funny, funny girl. girl. Uh, she but came yeah. prepared. She came prepared. Okay, also, I, I, it killed me, the hot guys that they got, where it was basically like, look, but don't touch, like, COVID protocols. Like, I, I, I appreciated it. I appreciated that. As did I. But I, for anyone listening that's a friend of mine or family and you as well, like, I never, ever, ever want that at a party of mine. It would make me so uncomfortable, and I would feel so embarrassed. Like, never, ever, ever do that. Oh God, I got to cancel what I just ordered. <laughs> I Could you imagine? It's like, like truly, and now coming into the podcast, oh I've got, I just, I think it's so like, wh- whether they're men or women, like, I don't like it when like, I feel like I'm married to medicine. They had women come and serve them down and oh, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting Dr. Jackie. And then Dr. Simone, when Dr. Simone, when they had girls come down and bartend, it's not actually that it's not as bad, but I just, I think it's just so, oh, when they went to the sip and paint, when they did the revenge, oh, of the, yeah. when they did the revenge of the sip and paint and went to whatever, I just think it's just, I don't know. It just makes me uncomfortable. And I feel like if you're in that, that work world, if you do that, I support you hundred percent, get your, not get what your I'm dollar. And no, not what I'm saying, but it's just not for you. And I understand that completely because totally. a couple years ago, Kelsey, my roommate and I went, we like somehow crashed this party in the hills like with our friends and it was like this big mansion and this girl was having this party and there was somehow we got invited to the after party and I was like oh yeah and they were like oh yeah there's gonna be strippers and I was like oh my god I'm so excited this is gonna be crazy it was the I I literally was like I need to leave now I need to leave (laughs) now I hate this I hate the idea of the strippers I hate the strippers there was a male and a female stripper and I was like I do not like this I feel so uncomfortable yeah but that's just a personal thing but like I I support, you know, people in that workforce. I support strippers. I support sex workers. Do your thing, girl. Do your thing, boy. Get that money. But and and again, yes, and again, I guess these guys need to make a paycheck during the pandemic. But I mean, they couldn't do anything. They had to stand there and just wait around. They could have just been models. I mean, there was like, there. Have you ever seen like the butlers? Yes. But yeah. So okay. So I'll keep that in mind. You keep that in mind as well. Of course. I do not want that either. But let's talk about the chicken feed drama. Camera needs to lighten up. She needs to lighten up. And I love that they did that cut back to when Stephanie tried to talk to her and tell her, like, it's not a big deal. I think you're overreacting. I think you're blowing this out of proportion. And Cameron's like, well, no, I just won't be labeled like this. I won't be. I know I hate that I'm being made to be this and that and the other thing. It's like, no, no, no. You're making that for yourself. Like, Tiffany just wanted to share something with you. She was messing with you. Like it wasn't that big of a deal. You're, I think that Cameron wants to make it known that like, I'm an, I'm an alum or not an alum. I'm a, I've been here a minute. You just got here. You're trying to be, I'm Tiffany. I'm all this. I'm all that, which she is all this and all that. But I don't think Cameron's having it. I think Cameron just wants to take her down a peg and be like, no, no, no. You need to uh, ease your way into this group and into the show. And I think that's ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous too. I also, I also don't understand her not getting how the chicken feet is a cultural thing for the Chinese and for Tiffany, because I'm like, okay, yeah, chickens have feet no matter where they are, but that is a very cultural thing. The way it was prepared, the, the way delica- it was at a delicacy, delicacy in China, the way it wasn't the prepared 
for specifically dim sum at that restaurant. It is part of her culture. So her asking you to try to experience her culture is Chinese. You know what I mean? It is that 100%. culture. So I, and she was like, no, it, you're making it something that's not blah, 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 blah. And it's like, Cameron, listen, don't, yeah. th- this is the problem is people like, people think it's worse being called a racist than anything in the world. And it's like, you know what? Everyone has like their own like stereotypes or whatever. But if someone checks you on it, don't argue back and be like, no, you're you're not seeing it the way I'm seeing and it. And Tiffany not was realizing. not even nowhere near calling her no. a racist or this or that or the other thing. Tiffany was just like, I just wanted you to try it. You're the one that got uncomfortable and got all whatever. I wasn't shoving it down your throat. And Cameron's like, no, you you got, you chopped my head off. You were chopping my head off. It's like she wasn't actually. And it's Go like back to the tape. Listen, she wasn't. She just yeah. wanted you to have fun and lighten up and take the stick out of your ass. Yeah. It God just, forbid. It was just a very like awkward and upsetting scene because I'm like. Cameron like really girl you need to chill you need to cool it and calm it down and I mean we'll we'll see how this relationship progresses but I feel like there's kind of this attack on Tiffany from I mean now we see Carrie we see I mean online so I'm sure something blows up there I mean we see Cameron and her fighting they don't know who they're messing with that's that's true Tiffany is so much smarter than they are and she also when you know that when you know that you're that smart, you don't have to shove it down people's throats. You just you are you who you are and you come correct. And I don't think that they're ready for that. And I don't think that they're prepared. So I can't. I just Tiffany keeps smacking them down. I can't wait. I also did have to laugh so hard at the moment where Carrie was like pouring tequila down Tiffany's throat and she's like is this sanitary she's like alcohol kills everything I was like that was me in college where I was like if I got sick I'd just be like okay then it's time for a screwdriver this morning like but you want to talk about shoving down something someone's throat literally like there is a difference between what Tiffany was trying to do with Cam and what Carrie is trying to do with Tiffany I do think that Carrie like to make herself feel better. Because Carrie says, like, no, I just want... If I'm trying to get you to do something, it's just me showing you that, like, I want us to be friends and get along. It's like, maybe. But it's also, I think, to make yourself feel better if you're more comfortable that you want to be wild and loud and crazy and whatever. So I think that is... There's, the like, the difference there. Oh, 100%. But... It was a good, I mean, it's the thing with Dallas is not a lot happened, but it was so much fun. Yeah. I had so much fun with Dallas. I'm really enjoying getting to know Tiffany and I really like the ladies. I, oh, Cam, man, I'm just having a hard time. (laughs) I will try to light, I will try to lighten up, but she makes it very hard. Well, we'll see what happens next episode, but I think it's time that we get to Orange County. How do you feel about that? Well, you know, Kelly is now Kelly Leventhal. Which I like the sound of it. Like the just it rings off the tongue better than Kelly Dodd. Emily looked amazing. I love Gina's hair. But this kind of just reaffirmed for me that we need to rebuild the city around Gina and Emily and Shannon. Elizabeth can come back if she wants. I kind of really don't care here. Knock her to friend of. Yeah, maybe knock her to friend of. I really don't really care either, you know, whether or not she returns. But I think it's time to let Bronwyn and Kelly go. Exactly. And the women truly were re- and the women were ready to come for Bronwyn specifically. I think that And Andy had his has gun blazing for Kelly Dodd. Yeah, I think that the women were ready to come for her. I love that Gina Gina held her ground and she was spot on when it came to to Bronwyn and and her her two-faced kind of, you know, dual personality. And how it's one-sided. That relationship is one-sided. I also thought Gina was spot on with Shannon and John. You know, you can't keep calling me lit up and telling me all this shit about relationship and then getting upset with me when I try to help you. You know what I mean? I just, I, I also think it was so weird that John wasn't there. Um, I thought that was very, very bizarre. So I, so yeah, I think that that was interesting. I felt bad for John a little bit because of his business and like work stuff. I did like, I, but it's like, that's the other thing is like, you're on a reality show. You have to understand the repercussions of dating a woman who is on reality TV. And if it is going to affect your business, yeah, maybe don't. I mean, it's COVID, so everyone's drinking, but like... But it sounds like Brahman is truly making shit about, out of thin air. Like, she heard from this person that kind of heard from this person, and she pieces these fucking narratives together, and Shannon's like, I don't know what golf tournament you're talking about. John hasn't seen his father for years. Like, you, I don't know what you're talking about. There might be, like, a glimmer of truth in there somewhere. 
about that story. It may have been some other, I mean, I, I don't know. Bronwyn, I think Bronwyn is deflecting like crazy because she doesn't want the focus. I mean, it's weird. Like she wants the focus on her, but none of it's going to be negative. She only wants like, you know, the good like edit, which she's not getting. She's definitely not getting that. Should we get into Kelly Dodd and then come back to Bronwyn at the end? Because I feel like that's how I want to break up the rest of OC. Go for it. So Kelly Dodd or Kelly Leventhal. I'm just going to keep calling her Kelly Dodd because I'm I whatever. I don't care. Clearly because she doesn't care about anything else either. I loved how ready Andy was to come after her, to step to her on every contention she had, to every question that he brought forward. You know, she's like, I haven't lost any followers. Like, no masking. Like, you know, pants. Do they protect farts? Like, does it really work? Do we know? And they were like, everyone's faces were like, you sound stupid. And she, you sound like a fucking moron. I was, I was even surprised. And again, like, I forgot about, like, and Andy was right. Like, on the show, like, you didn't get a lot of heat. But everything off the show is pretty gross. And to say certain things like, God's just thinning out the herd. And, I and then she they, tried to lie. But and I love that they pulled it up. I'm like, no, 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 no. Quit pretending like it was a question. I mean, even if it was, it's still terrible to say. You stated it. It's literally in bold and you put exclamation points after it. And yeah. And her also being like, well, I haven't lost any followers. And he's like, well, the DMs I've gotten. She's like, well, I've gotten them too. And it's like, okay, you can't say that no one's coming after you. And then be like, well, people are coming after me. I'm just choosing to ignore it. And it just it drives me crazy this whole uh, that she's saying like she's constantly going back to oh well, my business people's businesses like X Y and Z and it's like yeah so this thing is a terrible thing and should be taken seriously because it's doing all of these adverse horrible things to the American public whether it's killing people or it's destroying their businesses so why aren't you being more respectful and more understanding when you're someone who's been affected by this. Uh, and she was directly affected because her, her mom got COVID and was in the ICU. And she's oh like, and she's like well, she wasn't in the ICU because of COVID. Like she had none of the symptoms. It was because her blood, blood sugar, sugar was crazy. And I was like, okay, uh, regardless. The one correct thing that Brahman said the entire time was like, this is your moment to kind of say like, hey, I'm learning a lot. And I was wrong. And like, and she I, said, I'm sorry for hurting people's feelings with maybe what I said. Girl, girl. I mean, I, I've used that, too, but only because people have taken things the wrong way. But this isn't one of those situations. Like, you don't hear anyone in Dallas talking like that. You know what I'm saying? Where, Whereas, you know, to in, in the minds of, of the Dallas women, like, maybe things aren't as bad in Dallas as they are everywhere else. But they're still being respectful, at least optically speaking. Like, come on, Kelly. I think, again, Kelly thought that she would land on the right side of history, quote unquote. I guess that, you know, because Andy brought that up. And she's fucking married to Rick Leventhal who's a Fox News correspondent so of course she's going to she's getting her information from a very specific source and I think it's very important to get a lot of information from a lot of different places to make sure that you have a very well-rounded point of view uh, which she clearly does not and I and again Brahman was very very quick I think to also jump on her on that because you know it wasn't looking good her time was coming her her uh her grave was already Already As Elizabeth dog. would say, worst lesbian ever. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, and, and as Brown would say, Laircraft, Tomb Raider, lesbian chic. That drove... Uh, I was like, girl, have you seen Tomb Raider? But that's what I'm saying. It's like, again, I'm not trying to discredit or be mean to her about, like, her, her uh, sexual awakening. Like, if she's really a lesbian, great. That's wonderful that it, you know, that you're finally out and you're proud. But it's like, quit pretending like now you have the authority on lesbianism or being gay or like she's acting like, Oh yeah, see, I'm clearly, you know, you know, I'm representing my people cause this is what we wear and this is what we do. It's like, really? I don't know. I just, I, it, this, the entire, I don't, again, I don't want to say that she's not gay or that she's not struggling with alcoholism. Cause I think both of those things are true, but it is again, it's about her and not about, you know, coming out and not about dealing with her alcoholism and not about repairing her relationships with her family and about starting a new life. It's about what optically looks good and what's going to be great on TV. And they talk about that. Um, they go, you talk about all the time how much you love going out and being noticed. And we've seen it. And we've seen it in like real, real time. time. Yeah. It's just like, I, I, I want someone more genuine. I want someone who's really sharing their struggles, even though they may not want to, but that they feel like it will be helpful for someone to see it on TV. 
Uh, yeah, I, I feel like where you're coming from is what you're trying to say in a sense is you'd rather her show the real journey and struggle of these two massive things that are affecting her life rather than taking them and making them personality traits. Like uh, part of her personality is, oh, I'm an alcoholic. Part of my personality is, oh, I'm a lesbian. Like that's part of who you are, but it shouldn't be a defining like leading no, personality and I, although trait. I think and, I, and, and there's therefore being a stereotypical X, Y, Z in this kind of frame. Well, and I think that Kelly, I don't, I think Kelly saying that you're faking being an alcoholic is rude and so, uh, like way too and far. And I liked Gina defending her and being like, you don't understand what goes on. I respect Gina for defending her in that moment and saying, you know what? Yes, she might've put it on the forefront and made it like a storyline or whatever. But at the same time, you don't know what goes on in those meetings. No one in there is lying. No one in there is totally is this. And I think that's the part that is bugging a lot of people is that her story isn't matching up exactly what is the cookie cutter whatever story or maybe she's trying to make it feel like fit more of like a narrative that people will understand when the honesty of the situation regardless whether it is her sexual awakening or her alcoholism it might not be that cookie cutter story that people are able to follow but that's that's the story we want to see and I think that's what Gina was trying to hint at was like this is a real story. These are real things that happen, and you don't you don't get to see everything that Bronwyn is saying. You don't get to see everything that Bronwyn is going through, and I think that's the problem that's affecting a lot of the people watching the show is that it doesn't feel as genuine because it thinks she because of maybe the editing from the show, mm-hmm. maybe the the way that it was produced, or maybe you know the way that she was presenting it on camera. It seems a little bit inauthentic, even though these are true, real things that she's going through on a daily basis. And we just want to say that we support her in both her sobriety and we support her in, you know, as an ally. You know, we are both gay ourselves. And, like, it is hard to see someone who has been struggling with a part of their life for so long and then come out and try to navigate that world. And, I mean, like, we have to say, like, we were so young when we went through that. Like I was wearing V-neck t-shirts and, you know, listening to the music that I thought I had to listen to. And maybe she's going through that now later in life. Totally. And that's hard. Yeah. So I do want to say I have compassion and understanding in that sense. And if you listening or struggling with these things, just know that you have allies, whether you're struggling with your sexuality and figuring out whether or not you want to come out and nervous about how people are going to be perceiving you or whether you're struggling with addiction in any sense and don't feel like the people around you will understand or maybe they'll think that it's false or fake, know that you have support. Know that you have people in your life that will love you and and honor you, and I believe Bronwyn has that as well. But also it is a lot harder to do this on national television. Totally. Let's talk about, though, where Bronwyn is – let's talk about a couple of the things with more with Bronwyn because she – as much as that whole drama was drama – Yeah. There was more drama that wasn't pertaining to that that we need to talk about. One being her talking to Elizabeth's ex and getting the scoop on the new fiance, which Elizabeth was even shocked by. This is what I'm saying. It's like you're trying to put on this like front, like this martyrdom of like, look at all the wonderful things that I'm realizing about myself, which is true. But we we can't appreciate any of that when you're still being like doesn't make you not a narcissist. It doesn't make you not a shady, like conniving person behind the scenes. I love her going, it's, I'm not a narcissist. I was tested for that. Well, and then, and then <laughs> Andy's like, we well, all are narcissists. Well, There's well, no, 10 cameras. No, Andy's like, well, you're not, not a narcissist, <laughs> but it's like, you're still cut from the same cloth as your mother. And like, you guys aren't like to, to, to say that you guys aren't that to say the guys are, are so different is really a step too far. And yeah, it's so hard to be supportive when you're still doing shady, conniving, mean shit behind Elizabeth's back. It's like, why do you fucking care what's going on with Elizabeth? Like, she's divorced, and they're no longer together. And th- yes, of course, and I love the lady stood up, stood up for Elizabeth saying, like, he's clearly going to have, and, sh- and the supposed new fiancé slash girlfriend, they're going to have a much different story than Elizabeth. Because Elizabeth has been putting them on blast on national television, and they're going to defend themselves. So I don't know. Again, I I think that we don't need Bronwyn. I, I think we can move on. I think we can leave Bronwyn and Kelly Dost. Kelly Dost. Kelly, Kelly Dodd Leventhal. in the dust. Kelly Leventhal, don't forget. One more thing. So the big drama is, and we fed into it as well. We're not going to lie. I might have made a meme about it, but there was the drama that came out that Bronwyn had offered Shannon's daughter cocaine. And this story was everywhere on social media. It was all over the blogs. Everyone was talking about it. And 
Bronwyn didn't deny it at first. She was like, I heard something like this. Yes, the story I've heard now is a little different, but like I was drinking at the time. I can't confirm nor deny. So everyone was like, oh my God, she did it. Then Shannon commented and said no one was ever offered cocaine. So that's where things got murky and messy in the social media world. And people were like, well, what is the true story? Like what actually happened? And we got the true story here tonight at the very end of the episode where they were at a party. They were at a barbecue, I think a family situation and Bronwyn went up to Stella who was 14 at the time and said, if you want the good stuff, text me. So she was never offered the drugs, but it was like, if you want to get drugs, essentially (laughs) wink, wink, like text me and I'll hook it up for you. Okay. I'll get it from my mom and give it to you. I mean, we know the mom is like the burning Burning man queen. (laughs) And you know, I don't condone this at all. I feel like this is, highly inappropriate for Bronwyn to even insinuate this to a child. Yeah. And regardless of whether or not she was drinking, it's something that needs needed to be addressed and it's something that she needs to apologize for and do some self-reflection. And I think, I think we have to give her a little bit of space though, and a little bit of compassion because we, like we said earlier, she is dealing with alcoholism. She is dealing with this in a pandemic. She is trying to go through the steps. It's her third time trying to become sober Clearly she's going through a lot and yeah, she, she's going to make mistakes, but at the same time she needs, these mistakes need to be addressed and she needs to be apologetic, understanding and make amends for what she's done. Whether if that's a statement publicly or, you know, I I don't know what she needs to do, but when you're on national television, and I think this is the thing that we were, where we were trying to say earlier is when you're, when you're on national television, everything has to be shown and everything is put under a microscope and it's so much harder to navigate For Brahmin, especially, who's in her 40s navigating this new world of, you know, I'm gay now. I'm a lesbian. How do I handle this? And, like, dealing with my family that I have all these kids and a husband. I'm also realizing I'm an addict and I'm an alcoholic and I have to deal with this and figure out how to be sober. Mm -hmm. And then everything comes back under a microscope. And it's it's making her look – the way that she's trying to frame it and make it look on TV is making it look, like we said, inauthentic. It's making it look a little bit – trying to fit this cookie cutter, whatever it needs to be. And it's making it really hard for us as the viewer and us as fans of the show to really get behind her. So I think she needs to, I think, take a break from the show. I think if she is like the woman said, addicted to fame, which, you know, I completely agreed with that. Yeah. She needs to take a step back and be like, is this really worth it for my mental health, for my spiritual health, for my sexual health? What is good for me? Mm -hmm. And I don't think any of this is good for her. I, I don't. Think, and I think she needs to, you know, maybe it's bye-bye Bronwyn. Uh, no, it's definitely time. Well, next episode looks like we get a couple more things. I mean, we get two big revelations. One, that Elizabeth is bisexual, but she's non-practicing. Yeah. Which is like, uh, okay. Bizarre. Um, Shane, not Shane, Sean. Come, I mean, I don't know if the other husband's make an appearance or the other boyfriends, but it's Sean definitely does, which I'm glad Sean is going to. And then Bronwyn just sits there and says that I'm never, have never been attracted to Sean, like men. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just, I, 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 it's just, I feel so bad for him. I, I think that he deserves way better. And I think he, I, I mean, I, I love when Elizabeth's like in the preview, she's like, I have a divorce lawyer. If you want one, she goes, I don't want to get divorced. Yeah, but Sean might. And I agree. I, you know, if again, kudos to Bronwyn for, you know, getting her life right. But that might not include Sean and she might need to let him go so that he can be his own person and he can have his own life and they can just co-parent because it's not fair to keep him in a loveless marriage, sexless marriage. If that's not really what's in your heart, Bronwyn. I agree. Also, Kelly Dodd is trying to claim that she's black. I can't. And that is... Talk about nail in the coffin. Yeah, bye, bitch. Like, and she posted, I guess, something that says she's like 0.9%. What, her 23 and me or something? Yeah, it was like a 23 and me. She's like 0.9% African, North African, I think, on it is what it showed. And it's like... There's there's so much wrong with it and there's and I mean we we don't we're not going to talk about it now because we need to see how it plays out in the episode. But girl, bye. Goodbye. That's all I got to say. Okay, I think it's time we move to Salt Lake City. 100 percent. Okay, Salt Lake City was freaking fantastic as always. Very good. Even though, like, again, this was sort of like a little bit just a tiny bit of a filler episode. It 
hit after hit after hit. The ladies do not disappoint. Well, I first of all, I have to laugh at Brooks. Oh, my God. You know, I'm not the biggest fan of Brooks. But I, it did make me roll my eyes and be like, oh, my God. When he was like, I'm being gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free. Like, <laughs> let's get dog food. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. This this child needs to really check himself before he wrecks himself. I He needs a redemption story eventually. <laughs> Housewives. Because He'll get one. He'll get one for sure. This kid is really not. By the way, Meredith posted the other son because it was his birthday on her Instagram. And might I say... Where has he been? He's so <laughs> handsome. Where has he like, been? He is so good looking. Go, d- leave Brooks next season. Bye, Brooks. Go back to New York. Bring in Reed. Yeah. That's who we need to see. I love that name, by the way. Yeah. It's a great name. Yeah, I loved, I, 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 again, I love you. The women that come on the show and just show us what their lives are like. And AKA let, Whitney. Th- exactly. Like, I, Whitney and Heather are still my favorites. Uh, and Whitney. You know, th- and I, I wanted to draw this comparison between Whitney's dad and Bronwyn. Like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, what I want to see from Bronwyn is a real, a very raw, real, like, honest take about the struggles with addiction and how it affects everyone in your life and how it doesn't just affect you, the person going through the struggle with the addiction. It, it, it permeates throughout the people that are closest to you as well. Um, and I got him. I even got emotional when Whitney's uh, daughter or Whitney's uh, sister Shay, when they took that little walk, and then when they all came over and had dinner together, it's like this family's been through a lot. And the fact mm-hmm. that they're like showing that, like even after all these years, they can come back together. Like this, like that is the good shit. That's and, the gold. And I love how her dad has been so honest with his children about, yeah, I I was going through it. I've done all this X Y Z, and. I'm here now to make amends. I'm here now to make things better. And it's going to be a journey for us, but I'm willing to put in the work if you are. And I like that the kids are giving him another chance. I'm glad that Whitney is kind of the leader of the pack. And really, it, it is so beautiful and inspiring to watch. And I think you're right. I think if we would have gotten a more raw, real, less... OC edited version like Brahman talking Bronwyn, to her kids it been about nice. how do you feel about what mommy's going through or Sean how do you feel about what I'm going through or like you know and I guess it's I understand that they were in the middle of a pandemic but like focusing on or and confronting her mom being like I really wish you would support me in this I really wish that you would you know feel x y and z like watching Bronwyn go to therapy. I know we are not allowed into AA meetings, obviously, because that would be disrespectful to the other people that were there, but it's also Alcoholics Anonymous. That's that's what I (laughs) mean. That's what I mean. And, you know, all we really got was Bronwyn using these things as as an excuse to either deflect or run from participating with the women whenever she didn't feel like doing something. And, you know, I, I hope that, you know, if Bronwyn comes back for another season, which I don't think she should, I think she should take some time for herself and for her family. But if she does, like, I want to see, like, what, how it, how it's affecting the entire world that you're in, not just you. So I really, again, appreciate Whitney and her dad being so open and honest. I think it's amazing. I had to laugh at Jen Shaw being like, okay, well, I, you know, I definitely was ruining the relationship with Heather. So the only way I can get back to her is intru- introducing her to Big Daddy for a date or Big Easy, whichever way you I, ever want to call him. I was dying because this date was like, they were not a match. Heather was like no. open to it at first. She's like, oh, he's handsome. He's got, you know, he works. He's got a job. He's a good guy. But then it was like, she couldn't get over the non drinking thing, which I get. He's probably Muslim, just like, um, Coach Shaw, so yeah. like he doesn't drink, but for Heather that was not going to work for her. Also, it seems like Cucina Toscana is the only restaurant in Salt Lake that they will allow them to film because that is the only restaurant that they will They've go to for, between that and the uh, like that f- really fancy one that Mary took them to. Like that is the only restaurant that they're allowed to eat at because we're only ever there. I mean, who knows? It's got it's got to be it's got to be something where they could not get too many. What you call it? Uh, the what do you call? I don't even know. Like approvals from different stores clearances, or restaurants yeah, yeah clearances that's the word i was looking for but i had to laugh when heather was like yeah thanks i really enjoyed this sober ted talk that i got yeah also jen making the comment that she's the person that gets along with everybody know thyself girl oh, are you kidding me okay so the vegas trip let's let's just get into the vegas trip because i feel like this is where the rest of stuff happens so whitney's like okay i'm gonna bring all the girls together on a vegas trip she invites everyone and Jen Shaw's like yeah I'm friends with everyone I'm gonna be the CEO of fun I'm like the hype girl for this trip and it's like okay you are in fights with 
more than half these women in this group. Yes. There's tension everywhere. And to to the point where Whitney invites Mary and Mary's like, is Jen coming? And she's like, yeah. And she's Mary's like, well, th- well, then I don't think I'm going to come. So I was glad that w- Mary was invited, but Mary opt herself out. I, but like also would I rather have Jen Shaw or a plane full of mice. I don't I don't like rodents, but, you know, I, w- I would take the mice. What? I, I, I'm still holding out for Mary. But if she doesn't start to show up, I'm I'm going to say we should let her go next season. Uh, I love a good crazy Mary, though. I do, too. I do, too. But, like... She's your Libra sister. Jen Shaw, her, and Whitney. But if we don't see her, she doesn't exist. Yeah. And what the lady showed us, even even in this episode, the lady showed us that we don't need her. So I need her to prove me wrong. I need her to come back and remind us that we need her on the show. Because, again, I don't really want to change anything for next season. I think we need to keep the same batch of ladies. But... You gotta, you gotta come to the events. You gotta come on the trips. Yeah, I, I, I also had to like. I want to get your thoughts, but Lisa being like, you know, I don't think I'm gonna go because Whitney like invited me without ever apologizing for what happened, and then booking her own trip to Vegas just to like show up and crash an ambush. Shady motherfucking mean girl shit. I can't. It, it again only. It only reaffirms my belief that Lisa is just a mean girl. Who, if you're not up here. With the money and the career and the family and the moral, spiritual superiority, you're not worth my time. I think you're right in that sense. I think I think that's kind of where Lisa's coming from. It's it's Lisa's, you know, hierarchy of people, her hierarchy of what makes you a good person. And if you don't fit this, you're out, bitch. Um, I loved Whitney's hair. I was going to say, the best part of the trip to Vegas was Whitney's hair she extensions. She looked phenomenal. Amazing. I was like, this is what we need to see all the time. When they were in Vegas, though, I had to laugh because, so they go to Nomad Vegas, which is part of the Park MGM. So when I went to go see Gaga, which I talked about last week, we stayed at the Park MGM. Amazing. We went to the Nomad Bar. We went to Primrose. We did the whole thing. And I was watching this and I was like, oh my goodness. I'm living the same life as a housewife. That's why I'm broke. It's oh because God. I'm I'm doing the same things. I was dying over the hotel attendant who couldn't memorize the poem oh and had God. to read off oh of my the card. God. I wanted to die. I was so embarrassed for him. I I have to assume he came up with that all on his own and wanted to do it because I and I'm sure producers were like, oh, my God, please. Like, please yeah, you're going to look like a damn fool. Please, please go ahead. Please nursery rhyme. Like, that will be great fodder. I thought that the second car for luggage that Jen needed was insane. You're only there for a weekend. But we did see, and I don't know if she pulled it from the luggage or if it came from, like, stores around, like, the park MGM or, like, surrounding areas. But I did love that she made a private store for Heather to shop for her beauty lab opening. Except for the fact that I didn't like that she didn't clue. Again, it's it's not as bad as Lisa, but like clue Whitney in. Being like, oh, hey, girl, just so you know, like before you guys leave for the trip, like just so you know, like, I really still feel like I need to make it up to Heather because of the conversation we had at the spa the other day. So I'm doing like a special one-on-one thing with her. I hope you're okay with it. And Whitney would have been like, cool fine because she would have been in the know and she wouldn't have scheduled race car driving at the same time it's like that's another thing i i haven't done in vegas but my brother and like dad have done the drifting and race car driving in vegas so it looks i'm really regretting not doing it now i think i went shopping instead i don't even remember what i did also i speaking of the race car driving do you know who i thought of when lisa was driving who myself why (laughs) oh my god because you fucking don't drive above 20 miles per hour yes 1,000%. 1,000%. I was like, this would 100% be me if I was doing this, which is probably why I didn't do the car thing. Because I'd be so ner- Even though, you know, you're on, a, like, a test track and, like, you have a professional with you. Meanwhile, I drive, like, my car's on fire. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like... Which I would have been... I'm, like, been holding like, yeah. on. I'm, like, holding on for dear life constantly in the car. The psychic told you to be safe on the roads, Matthew. No, she did. So I've been, I've been trying to be better. But also, Lisa... I mean, I love that Whitney was saying that um, uh, when they she was trying to do her Lisa impression, and the producer was like, "Is that your Lisa impression?" He goes, "Yeah, I'm trying to smile and take a shit at the same time." <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was great. Also, someone has to tell. In the interviews, I feel like there got there has to be someone on standby to be like, "Girl, your contour is insane. You gotta get like we gotta fix you up." Like hire Monet Exchange or Raven or someone who can do fantastic makeup and be like, "Girl, you need to fix your face." Because it's the interviews, you got to look fantastic. Oh, my God. And uh, when Heather and Jen 
we're picking out shoes and Jen nearly wipes out and nearly like kills herself on the bar. That was so great. It was so Vegas. Also, I, that outfit was like Lisa Rinna. That green. Yes. It, yes. That, I, I swear to God, Lisa Rinna's worn that same outfit. Before. Yes. No, I agree. I think I, I think we have seen it. I think it's the same. I, I don't even know. I, I, you know, I'm not a fashionista, but I think it's Versace, but I could be wrong. I also want to talk about, though, really quick, Jen is so backwards with this Whitney thing. Completely backwards. I And I, I think this is the problem with Jen, and I think this is something that she needs to fix for next season, is she is lingering on issues. She's playing the Beverly Hills game when all the rest of the girls are playing a New York game, is what I'm going to say right now. I completely agree. Because in regards to New York, we get a we get a drama, an episode, a drama, an episode. There's some things that linger, but they're big deal items that linger for the whole season. It's not, you ruined my birthday party for my husband. It's yeah. like, no, you ruined your husband's birthday party. It was not your birthday party. And you ruined it because you threw the glass, which I liked Heather being like, oh, is Whitney the reason you threw the glass? Jen needs to get over it. Jen needs to understand it's not that big of a deal. Whitney apologized. She she was really sweet at the thing and you need to forgive and forget or get over it, which is why I did like Lisa this episode being like, you know what? Whitney said she was sorry. I just need an apology. I'm ready to move on. 100%. We're good. And I'm like, awesome. And, you know, Meredith was just disengaged as she always did. And it's like, mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. Jen, okay. your reaction is your reaction. Because yes. like I said last time on the podcast, if you had just said, you know what? I'm getting angry right now. I don't want to ruin my husband's event. I'd, you're clearly lit up, Whitney. And I don't think this is the way that you want to message the, all of this to me right now. So I'm going to take a breath, go outside, and we will talk about this later. I don't want to ruin my husband's event. That would have been different. And then the onus would have been completely on Whitney. And Whitney obviously would have owned it and would have moved on. Like it would, it would, This would be a whole non-issue. But you flip the fuck out. And clearly you haven't dealt with it and you haven't like you didn't mean it when you were when you said we're all good. We're all OK because you're clearly holding on to your anger and your rage, which, again, I'll say it. You've got to go to management and deal with that. I, but again, I love Heather being like you. Whitney didn't throw the glass and make a scene. You did. That's what ruined the party. Whitney coming up to you may have ruined your time at the party. But what ruined the party and the atmosphere was your freak out that caused a whole stir for the entire party to go what's going on that's the difference it looks like next week though it's jen's reckoning like yeah. or, i mean one of maybe many i'm sure but it looks like next week is that's because what does the person say they like go to some group and the woman's like uh who doesn't trust jen, jen and, and they all raise their hand. it's very mean girls like who here has been has ever felt personally victimized by regina george 100 i did also like even though jen's being ridiculous i loved her uh, quote stop eating chicken nuggets bitch eat caviar bitch i appreciated that that was a great that was a great line i think we mentioned it all as bethany franco would say for the housewives, what do you feel? I agree. I um ag again, we're gonna get to the trip, bachelorette trip next week for Atlanta, Dallas. They go on a trip. Uh, we see the rest of Vegas on Salt Lake. We get part two of OC. So I think we're gonna have way more to talk about next week. Oh, we're gonna have so much. And to Southern talk Charmed about. is ending quicker than we thought. So maybe we'll just do like a quick little like. We're gonna ditty. do a season recap of yeah. that one because I feel like it's gonna be hard to jump in now. And I know you guys have been waiting for Southern Charm information from us and what we've been feeling on this season. Yes, we agree with cancel Catherine. Don't worry. Um, but we're <laughs> not about canceling. But maybe Catherine's had her time. Yeah. But. We will do a season recap of Southern Charm when the season ends and let you guys know what we think because it was kind of a doozy and, uh, you know, I was anti-Madison and now I feel like I really stand Madison, which is a total flip-flop for me, but... I need to get on it. I need to just... And do. you need to catch up on Summer House because Summer House is coming back in February. Yes. And we will definitely be following up on that one because you know how much I love Summer House, so... Y'all get ready for the next coming weeks. We've got so much to show you. If you guys aren't subscribed already, please subscribe wherever you're listening to, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify, so you don't miss a single episode that we have. These will be coming out every Friday and in the next couple of weeks. So you might get a couple bonus episodes that we're going to be popping in here and there, so you won't just get one a week. So be prepared for that. And like we've said before, if you aren't following us on Instagram, there is no better time like today. Be like Heather Gay and comment <laughs> and let us know that you love us. Shoot us a like. Shoot us a follow. It's at H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-O-D at Hot and Bravo. Super easy to find. We love you. We'll see you next time. Adios. Bye.